Hi, everybody. Welcome to Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's issue, why people cheat and how to keep it from happening to you or how to keep you from cheating. <laughs> Who knows? Are you the cheaty or cheater? But how to keep it from happening from you to you, it sounds like you can't. You have to work on yourself. Yeah, I don't think we can stop anyone from doing anything. So the only people that we can control are ourselves. I think that, you know, if you're having open, honest conversations with each other regularly, then hopefully you're both coming to the table and really speaking your truth, and then you're working through whatever comes up. I do think cheating happens often when there's a whole bunch of... You have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty-gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. All right, let's look at some celebrity cheating allegations. First of all, cheating has been going on since men and women were created, right? Okay. But it's really interesting to me. Like, Brad Pitt... Okay, these are allegations. Like... Brad Pitt cheated on Jennifer Aniston. I took that so personally. Like, she was so freaking cute. How could you do that to her? Me. Ashton Kutcher cheated on Demi Moore. Tristan Thompson cheats on Khloe Kardashian. Kevin Hart cheated on Aniko Parrish. Allegedly. All these are allegedly. Kris Jenner admits to cheating on Robert Kardashian. And Jada Pinkett Smith admits to cheating on Will Smith. She actually called it an entanglement, which I thought was so brilliant. (laughs) But come on, girl. You cheated, right? So, according to Infidelity Stats, and who knows if these numbers are right, because people have to be honest, and let's be honest, people aren't always honest, upward of like 40% of married couples are impacted by infidelity, and something like 15 to 20%, probably higher, of married couples admit that they cheat or are cheated, even though most of them admit that cheating is wrong. That's a high percentage, 20%, and that's probably really low, but... So these are pretty depressing numbers. And it's depressing to look at the celebrity cheats because you're like, at least most women think, uh, I think, like, well, if I'm pretty enough, if I'm beautiful, if I'm Jennifer Aniston, if I'm Demi Moore, if I'm Khloe Kardashian, I, I, you know, my guy's not going to cheat. You know, what, what's the problem? Well, the problem is it's not about how they look, clearly, right? So today we're going to look at the different motivations for cheating and what you can do to protect your own relationship, if possible. Today, we have our wonderful friend, Victoria, Dr. Victoria Raymond, with us today, psychologist who told me that a lot, you said earlier that a lot of your clients deal with cheating. A lot of people deal with cheating in general. Yeah, it's one of the, the most common calls that I get are people trying to recover from infidelity. Is it possible? I really do think it is possible to recover. Yeah, I think it requires a whole lot of accountability and taking ownership of of what happened and digging into how you got to that place. And I think it's doable. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. What do you think about the celebrity cheating allegations? Like what I just talked about. Like women think, you know, God, if it happened to her, I mean, I I don't look like Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, it's, yes, always. I, I... I think the same thing when I hear those, right? Like, oh my God, they're absolutely beautiful. They're perfect. They're successful. They have everything going for them. It is so not about the person that gets cheated on. I think that Mm. all of the motivations, all most of the motivations for cheating come from much more internal, complicated sources. Like what? So I think a lot of cheating is a coping skill. I I read an article recently that... um, 
it was a research study, and I think that they polled people on Reddit. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And they analyzed people's answers, basically, like, have you cheated and why? What made you cheat? They gave them a ton of different options in the survey, and they came up with eight overall themes for why people cheated. And I think this is a pretty good list. So the eight are anger, self-esteem issues, lack of love, low commitment levels, need for variety, feeling neglect, sexual desire, and then situational or circumstantial. The reason I think this list is really great is because if you think about it, any of those things, so feeling low self-esteem, feeling a need for um, more love or more commitment, feeling a little bit neglected, these are all personal issues that make you feel pretty crappy. And when you feel pretty crappy, what do you do? Do you have healthy coping skills? Do you call your friend? Do you go to therapy? Do you exercise? Do you journal? Or do you have not so healthy coping skills? Do you open Mm. a bottle of wine? Do you go out and party a little too much? I look at having an affair sort of in the same way. You're not feeling great about yourself. It could be partially because of your relationship, but you are internalizing something and you're not feeling so great about it. And then what do you do with that? If you find someone who makes you feel loved and alive and excited, then that's a coping skill that's just as unhealthy as drinking too much. Go go read that list again. The, uh, sure. They felt anger. You say. Anger, self-esteem issues, lack of love, low commitment, need for variety, neglect, sexual desire, or circumstantial. Okay. I mean, I think we've all felt some of those things before. Right. Neglect or low self-esteem or, you know, lack of love. And if you have, you know, a lack of a, a sexual desire, maybe you have poor communication skills within your relationship because, you know, all you have to do is Talk speak. About it. Right. But I think that's a big part of it. So even thinking about the neglect one, because I think most people at some point in a relationship have felt a little bit neglected. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to ask yourself, I feel neglected by this person. Are they purposefully neglecting me? Is your is your husband coming home from work and not talking to you? Because that's probably purposeful neglect. Is he just really busy? Probably he's just caught up in other things and not prioritizing you. I think if you can sort of take a moment and think about like, why do I feel neglected? Why am I not feeling loved right now? Then, you know, maybe you can actually sit down and have a conversation with your partner. I hear this sometimes people have kids and it's, you're a new mom or you're a new dad and you're really focused on raising your child Mm -hmm. or you're really focused on your career and you're not putting in the time and effort into your relationship and the other person starts to feel neglected if you can sit down and say like this is why i feel this way can we work on this together i think that's sort of one way to try and stop an affair from happening in the first well that's really important how you worded that that's i feel neglected can we work on this together is way different than (laughs) i you're neglecting me and you know, you're not stepping up to the plate and you, you, right. you, you. That's right. a tacky. So we have to try and stay away from blame because the truth is all of those things on the list are personal mm-hmm. feelings that we have. So yeah, you're, you, if I go and talk to my husband and say, you're neglecting me, you're a bad husband, you're not, no, he's going to get defensive. Right. We all would. But if you go with the mentality of like, I'm just feeling this way, you might not be doing it on purpose, but this is how I'm feeling. Can we talk about it? Hopefully you get a different result. That's a great tip speaking coming from a loving place is cheating about sex i mean you said on their sexual desire but in in general do you find with your clients is cheating about sex i i don't 
think it is for for everybody. I think okay. So if your motivation is like what was on the list about wanting variety sexually, that is a completely different motivating factor than say not feeling totally fulfilled in your relationship. So for some people, cheating is going to be about sex. For most people that I see, I don't think it is. What about the saying? Is it true? Is the saying true? Once a cheater, always a cheater. I love that question. People ask me that all the time. I don't think it's true. I think we can go back to the idea of what's motivating the cheating. So, if someone really does need a whole lot of sexual variety, he or she may actually always be a cheater, unless they find some way to make that work in their relationship with an open relationship or something, right? But if it's situational, or if it's because of neglect, or it's feeling low self-esteem, like not great about themselves, I think if you address what that primary issue is, then people won't use cheating as a coping skill. What are some of the signs of cheating? Oh, that's a good question. I think when if you start to feel a major disconnect in your relationship, a lot of the time, it's oftentimes women tell me that they had a sense. So maybe it's women's intuition mm-hmm. or or mm-hmm. something. But I think people notice, right? Like your partner is a little more secretive, or just feeling that disconnect. They're not in it with you. They're not engaged in the conversation like they were before. They start spending a lot more time away from you. Tell me about some of your clients who have uh, come to you for cheating, um, hurting the relationship. Obviously, it, it couldn't. It's it's desecrating. I would imagine. And it, tell me about some of your clients who've been successful in working through it, and some who have not. Like, what makes it? What's the difference between working it out and not? That's a great question. I think accountability, excuse me, remorse, that's really, really important. So I can think of a client and they, she was actually a model and absolutely beautiful. So in the same way that you were talking about all these famous people, it's like if she can be cheated on, like anybody could be, right? So he cheated and they got together when they were fairly young and I think he was a little bit of a partier and just made a really bad mistake. It was circumstantial. It was circumstantial. I think he he owned up to it, Mm. not immediately, but once we started therapy and he felt like there was a little bit of a safe space, she wasn't going to like flip out on him. He owned up to it. He told her everything. He told her why. He told her who. And then he tried to be as open and honest with her as he could. So they brought a whole lot of transparency into their relationship. He called her when he got somewhere. You know, he had to build back her trust. uh, So how did she find out? They came to you because she found out? She found out. I think someone told her. I don't remember the specifics, but... It wasn't like he came to her and said, hey... No, he didn't. And that's the thing. I think that most people don't fess up unless they're caught. Well, it's shameful. Right, right. Who wants to admit that? Okay, so they came to you... Well, obviously, if he went, he had some desire to to resuscitate the relationship. And I think most people who cheat really don't want to leave their partners. They do this because they're in this state of mindlessness, right? Again, not feeling great about themselves, their career, whatever else is going on in their life, and feeling like they want an escape. So the affair is their escape. It's their coping mechanism. It's a crappy one. And then they realize, like, oh, my God, if I continue doing this, I'm going to lose my relationship, which I never wanted to do in the first place. So, you know, in this couple's case, they did therapy for a while, and then it got to the point that he was doing everything that he possibly could, right, to try and win back her trust, and she was still struggling to trust him. Mm. And, and I, you know, a lot of the times couples hate when I say this, but after a certain period, it is on the person who got cheated on to say, I'm going to choose 
to trust you. It's really, really you have hard. to jump off the, the diving board, I imagine, At right? At some point, yeah. once that person has told you everything and shown remorse and expressed that they will never want to do this again and that they're working and they're really being genuine and uh-huh. they're putting in the effort to be a healthier person in general... At some point, you got to say like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to either, I'm going to choose to leave you or I'm going to choose to try and move forward with you. And how did it go? They're doing really well. Did, did he ever blame her? Um, he did not, but couples do. Yeah. I would imagine that's like the kiss of death. Yeah. You were not paying enough attention to me. We Mm -hmm. don't have enough sex that I hear that all the time. That might be 100% true, right? So if you're in a relationship and you're not having enough sex and you feel like you need more, you have choices. What are you going to do? How does that Speak. make you feel? Right. <laughs> it makes you feel, maybe it makes you feel not worthy. Maybe oh. it makes you feel not sexy. Maybe mm-hmm. it makes you feel like your partner's neglecting you, yeah. denying you, mm-hmm. whatever. But what are you going to do with that? So can you talk about it? Can you just say like, oh, this is how it's making me feel? Or do you just go out? And that's why I say it's kind of a mindless thing often cheating is because you know that you're feeling a certain way, but instead of acknowledging it, just kind of mindlessly do whatever you need to do in order to feel better. Mm. Going back to that couple, did she ever struggle? I always wonder about this when people forgive. Um, I have a very close friend. I've never asked her this. She she stayed with her husband who cheated. Did, did this client of yours ever express to you that she, I would imagine, had a... I mean, how can you be intimate with somebody and not have a flashback? Wow. Okay, you were naked with somebody else. Absolutely. Yes, she did. And I think everyone who's ever been cheated on has those moments, and they often come at pretty awful times, I would imagine. How did she handle that? So I think in the same way that I'm kind of saying owning your stuff, right? You don't need to pretend like that didn't happen. No one's saying like, oh, sweep it under the rug and pretend like this didn't happen. We've moved on because that's not realistic. But if that happens in the moment, I think the probably the healthiest way to handle it would be to acknowledge to yourself like okay so I'm having a flashback and it's making me feel uncomfortable and it's making me question whether my partner's into me or loves me so either I can sit with it for a little bit remind myself of the conversations that we've had that kind of strengthened our relationship Mm -hmm. or I can say to my partner hey I'm totally triggered right now I'm remembering what happened even if it was three years ago I'm remembering what happened three years ago and I don't feel great and hopefully your partner gets that cue to as opposed to, you know, I'm having a flashback when you were naked with that woman. <laughs> right. you know, Maybe you son not of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, Anger, yeah. right? Yeah. Did she ever go through of course. periods of that? And that's so normal. Mm-hmm. Of course you're angry. Who wouldn't be angry? Of course you are. And I think you kind of just got to let some of that anger out as long as you're not being too terribly disrespectful. And if you can go back and say, okay, I'm angry. Just own it. I'm really angry with you. You really hurt me. So... I was going to ask you tips on how, like we talked about earlier, how to keep, um, you know, why people cheat, which you kind of explained very thoroughly, but how to keep it from happening from you to you. It sounds like you can't. You have to work on yourself. Yeah, I don't think we can stop anyone from doing anything. So the only people that we can control are ourselves. I think that, you know, if you're having open, honest conversations with each other regularly, then hopefully you're both coming to the table and really speaking your truth, and then you're working through whatever comes up. I do think cheating happens often when there's a whole bunch of unresolved stuff mm. that causes a disconnect, mm-hmm. and it just goes on and on, and it's never addressed. So I do think you can try to address things, but if we're being very honest, I can come to the table fully open and willing to address things that are going on in the relationship. But if your partner's not there yet or doesn't know how to say it to you, then they might not be able to. 
Well, that's a great tip for all relationships. Work on your issues. Try to resolve everyone. I tried to like walk whack-a-mole. Is that what it's called? Yeah, whack-a-mole. You know, that game where you just, you know, knock them out. But at the same time, I read recently, you know, not all issues are going to be worked out. You sometimes have to let things go. Right. Not easy to do. No, it's not easy to do. Those are great. Okay, let me just repeat what Victoria said about cheating. It's not about the person who's been cheated on, even though, of course, we're going to take it personally if it's if it's us. Um, some of the reasons for the person cheating, well, the main reason, not feeling good enough or not feeling good. And this is a poor, terrible coping skill to deal with anger, need for variety, neglect, circumstantial, self-esteem, uh, lack of love, or sexual desire. So, again, good old communication is key to, um, I guess, you know, have a healthy you and have a healthy relationship. And her last, the last point you just brought on, work on yourself and work out any unresolved issues. Not everything has to be resolved. I'm, I'm working on myself. Like, not everything has to be fixed right now. Right. Because I, I, I hate that uncomfortable feeling. <clears throat> it's okay to take time, but try to avoid sweeping things under the rug. Yeah, and also try to avoid getting caught up in this idea of someone coined it, and it was recently in a, I think it was a USA Today article about a fair fog. Really interesting. So basically, it was talking about the mindset that people get into. It's like this magnified honeymoon phase. So the affair partner, they, you're not dealing with bills and chores oh, and no, kids yeah, and life. Exactly. No, it's a fantasy. It, I was just going to say, yeah, yeah fantasy. total fantasy. Mm-hmm. What happens, though, is people get very caught up in that fantasy. And of course, that's always going to look better than your relationship because your relationship's real. Work. Yeah, it's work. So, you know, it, this article was just saying basically that people get very caught up in this idea of a fair fog. You're, you're projecting fantasies onto the other person too, right? Like you're imagining them to be this perfect partner. They're, they're definitely not. They're just as flawed probably as your current spouse. But everything feels good at the beginning and that can be really, really addictive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in the same way that I was kind of relating it to drinking before, if something feels good, we can get addicted to it. And so if a person feels good, we can get addicted to that really great feeling relationship in the same way. But the high wears off. Of course it does. Well, what what about, you know, we're, we, there's a lot of judgment. We'll use Khloe Kardashian as an example. I mean, she just, you know, she's a celebrity, but she could be anybody. Um, what about the judgment we have on people, women, men who take cheaters back? That's a great question. Um, We do, right? We judge people and we have no idea what we're going to do if we're in their situation. I have so many clients who have said to me, like, oh, I will never take my partner back if they cheat on me. And then people do. I read something recently that one out of five couples who deal with infidelity break up, meaning four out of five stay together. And I see that in my practice. Mm. If people really show that they want to make the relationship work, they can. But we always judge you know, some of us know for sure that that's what we would do. We would never take someone back. But I think most people have a really hard time imagining giving up their life, giving up their relationship, giving up the future that they had hoped for. Have you ever seen, well, you have, you mentioned it, couples who come into you with infidelity and the cheater is not willing to own I mean, is that also the kiss of death? I mean, you have to have some ownership, right? I think you have to have a level of ownership. Otherwise, the partner who got cheated on is basically going to have to deny it forever, which I, I think would be very difficult to do. So I do think you have to have some level of accountability. And I think the person who cheated 
also owes it to themselves and to their partner to figure out why it happened. So I can think of another client that I saw ages ago. They were great. They were young. Like I think they had just recently gotten married a year or two ago. And she she cheated with her someone that, that she worked with. <clears throat> and she... She knew she was not in an affair fuck. She knew that the affair partner was not somebody that she wanted to be with. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but she she realized in that moment that she was completely disconnected from her partner, that it mm. wasn't the... She, she kind of felt like she had married the wrong person. She did a whole lot of work on herself. She dug really deep. Why did I marry him in the first place? What was I getting out of this? And realized that she didn't want to be with the affair partner, but she didn't want to be with her husband either. And so mm. she broke it to him in, I guess, the most gentle way that you possibly can. Obviously, really difficult situation. But she kind of realized that she just wasn't happy. So for her to have cheated, it was like a sign for her. She did something completely out of character. And it was because she was in a really dark place. So That's a great example. Uh, but that poor guy, I'm sure he was heartbroken yeah. twice. Right. Like, <laughs> You don't want to be with me, and you cheated. And you cheated, yeah, thanks for that. Well, maybe he found somebody who's uh, his equal in energy and love. Lastly, what about, have you ever had a client who, you talked about denial. Deny, 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 deny. Mm -hmm. You you know those people, right? Um, is Is it obvious? I mean, that, I mean, everybody sees it, but that person? No, not not always. Okay. Not always. You mean everyone sees? Well, I mean, how can you how can you have an affair or cheat? And I guess if they're coming to you, there's a problem. Somebody knows something. And sometimes people take their heels in and won't say anything. So unless there's some kind of proof, and even sometimes when people are faced with proof, they will make up all the excuses in the world. It's a shameful thing. Most people who cheat feel badly about it they feel badly about themselves they feel mm-hmm. badly for what they've done to their partner i don't think it's often a mindful choice that people make well since you talk about cheating is so prevalent or at least the issue is you know it shows up in your office frequently here in south florida um how does that affect you talked about the woman who eventually forgave her husband mm-hmm. but i run into people who are like oh my you know my girlfriend cheated or my wife cheated or my ex whatever cheated on me and they're i don't want to say hypersensitive but like they're they're walking around with a wound and do you deal with those people who are you know have trust issues all the time of course you have trust issues if someone who's supposed to love you and be true to you forever betrays your trust then you're gonna have trust issues and things are gonna trigger you So a couple that I was seeing recently was like every single show on Netflix has someone cheating. So everything we watch together, I am triggered by the stupid situation on TV, which is true. It's everywhere. So how, how, how did you help her? So it's hard, right? So either you lock yourself in a dark room and you never watch Netflix again, or you don't talk to your friends, you don't listen to the radio, or you acknowledge again, like, okay, I'm being triggered by this. This is a crappy feeling. It sucks. My partner hurt me. I think I understand why and how it happened. I'm hopeful that he or she is working on themselves to try and be a better partner. I'm choosing, because it's a choice, I'm choosing to forgive. I'm choosing to move forward. You can still feel like shit. You can still feel terrible about it but what am i going to do with that feeling brilliant it's hard do you think we're and this is an esoterical last question do you think we're meant to be with one person oh i have no idea <laughs> the romantic part of me wants to say yes that sounds so beautiful but i don't know because i think we meet people in different when they're in different paths yeah. right and 
and not everybody is healing at the same rate or figuring out their own selves at the same rate, Mm -hmm. you could meet someone and 10 years later feel like you're with somebody completely different. So I've come to the belief in this stage of my life that um, not only is it okay to love more than one person, it's kind of nice. But that's different than cheating. <laughs> so I'm cheating, about loving. Yeah, so cheating is a choice, right? A really, really crappy choice to make. It's never a good idea. People do it all the time, but you know, you can still love someone. I think that's why a lot of people stay, because they see their partner as flawed. Mm-hmm. A flawed human who made a really bad choice. So, in conclusion on the cheating subject here, remember everybody, it's not about the person, Victoria says, who's been cheated on. Uh, it's always starting from the person who's cheating, not feeling good about themselves, a terrible coping skill. The cheating is to deal with these bad feelings. So her advice is to work on yourself and to work on your issues and good old communication between the two of you. Thank you, Victoria, for being here again. Our wise Buddha here on Advice for Life with Lynn. Thank you so much. Um, If you want to get a hold of Victoria, you can reach her on Instagram at... Dr. Victoria Raymond. That's Dr. Victoria Raymond. And you can also book an appointment for her. She, I mean, you, you, anybody in the world can. So can. yeah, so I'm a licensed um, marriage and family therapist and clinical sexologist in the state of Florida, and I have some coaching clients all over the world. So you can Great. go to virtualcounselinggroup.com and send me a message. And you, you guys, you Zoom. Yeah, we Zoom. We use a, a tool for therapists that's like HIPAA compliant for video sessions. Awesome. So, yep. All right, everybody. Happy relationship improving. And we'll see you on the next Advice for Life with Lynn. And happy no cheating. <laughs> <laughs> a reminder to everybody, submit your questions on adviceforlifewithlynn.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free email. You'll be the first to get my weekly blog on how to live consciously and peacefully. You'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways that they can help the Advice for Life with Lynn followers. So reach out. Maybe if you think you've got something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think. So tell me how I'm doing. I want your thoughts. The links are in the show notes and also on the website. I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast. So your shares, your subscribes and reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and they help us reach more people. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.